This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. The best jazz musicians in the world can play a solo unaccompanied and you know exactly what tune they were playing. You can do that too. Let's talk about it. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We'll musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on anything going on here. So the secret to playing the changes is to really make strategic choices about what notes you're going to play. Specifically, the notes that are gonna make the chords pop out when you're improvising. So let's take a listen to a great jazz blues solo that really plays the changes, and then we'll talk about it. So we start the solo off on an A-flat 7 chord. We're playing an A-flat blues. And we're really just starting off with some pentatonic ideas here. So, But when we get to the D-flat 7, which is the 4 chord, that's where our note choices really start coming out, right? So we go... Right? Now, the note that we're targeting here on the D-flat 7th chord at the end of the line is a C flat. Now, a C flat is really the flat seven of the D flat. Now, this is really important. The notes that we resolve to with the chords are really gonna help us start playing the changes, even though we're just playing pentatonic lines here. So, right, because that flat seven is what we call a guide tone. A guide tone is the third or the seventh, and those are the notes within the chord that are most often defining the quality of the chord, whether it be major or minor or diminished, you know, so on and so forth. So we really wanna be targeting those notes. So we go. And it automatically is helping us play the changes. Now, let's take it a little step further though. We get back to the A flat seven one chord. Let's go up the arpeggio. Right, so. We're basically playing the root, we're playing the third, we're playing the fifth. That's basically an A-flat triad. So we're basically spelling out that chord right there. Now we're actually going down an E-flat minor triad there, which totally works, right? Because it's actually in the key of A-flat. So it still sounds good, but we're defining that chord really with that first triad there. 
we're gonna do this again over top of the D flat seven, the four chord, when we get back to the four chord again. We're gonna kind of repeat that same rhythmic and musical line. We call this motific development, by the way, when you take a musical idea and then you sort of morph it. And it sounds like this. This is magic right here because basically over the D flat seven, we're going root, fifth, root, flat seven, that's our guide tone, third, that's our guide tone. So basically we're playing strictly chord tones, all of the chord tones over that D flat seven to really spell it out. But we're not just going up and down the arpeggio really doing something creative with it. We land on the nine there. So now we get to the D diminished seven. This is the sharp four diminish. And with the line, we go right down the arpeggio, but the line is still going this direction, right? We go up and then we head in this downward direction. That's why it makes such great musical sense. So yes, we're playing chord tones, but we're playing chord tones in such a way that we're connecting them together and we're making the musical line resolve in the direction it's going. Then we have this little ornamental line to get from this D diminished to the A flat again. It sounds like this, right? Again, but what note are we resolving to? We're resolving to this E flat note of the A flat seven. So on the downbeat of that measure, it's this E flat, which is the five, it's the fifth. So the fifth is a chord tone. It's not a strong chord tone, but the notes that we play after that are really gonna help. So, right? Basically going up the arpeggio there of the A flat seven. Right, so all of that. It's just chord tones or the A flat seven. Now the next thing we do is really, really cool. This is an entirely different way to play the changes without actually focusing so much on chord tones and that is tension and resolution. So we have this F seven, which is the sixth chord. It's the dominant sixth chord that's resolving to our two chord, the B flat minor seven, right? But we had this cool line. Then we land on the G note here. Now G is actually the ninth of F7, right? So it's the ninth. But what we're gonna do next is play a C natural, that's the fifth, and then play a G flat. So it goes. Now the G flat is the flat nine of the F7. So this flat nine sounds really good over top of a dominant seventh chord that is gonna be resolving to some kind of two chord or one chord, right? Sounds really, really good. So in this line, we're playing the changes even without chord tones by adding that tension note, the flat nine to the F7, so. Right, sounds so good. Okay, then we have this B flat minor seventh chord. That's the two chord we're at now. We're gonna kind of walk up the B flat Dorian scale, but again, also focusing on hitting those important chord tones, right? So that right there is the flat seven. That's the important guide tone. 
right? Then we hit the ninth and the root. So we're not just playing a scale, we're playing chord tones and we're playing extensions, but again, being very strategic about what note choices we're playing. Now we have this F sharp lead tone that goes into a G natural when we get to the E flat seven, the five chord. Now, this G natural is the third. That's another one of our guide tones. So if we're constantly targeting these thirds, it's gonna sound really good. Right? So that was really just targeting that third at the beginning of the chord and going up the arpeggio. To end it, we just simply end on some pentatonic stuff. It sounds really good. Right? So in general, we always want to be targeting those guide tones, playing the chord tones. If we're focusing more on that, our jazz solos are going to really sound amazing. Hey, by the way, I always like to mention that the best way to actually practice this kind of stuff is to learn jazz standards and actually compose your own solos over top of this. So the more jazz standards you learn, the easier this gets to understand. So check out my free guide, Learn Jazz Standards the Smart Way at learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. And that gives you a great five-step process for learning jazz standards by ear so that you can learn more of them and do more stuff just like this. So that's all for today's Quick Win Podcast episode. Thank you so much for checking this out. Make sure that you apply the knowledge that you just learned to your practice sessions this week. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.